Driven Minds Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Week. Sir, season five. Driven Minds, aka Driven Society Podcast. I keep messing that up, but it's all good though. <laughs> we own it. <laughs> you already know. And we got two ill guests in the building today. Uh, the co-founders of Project Pawn. Yes, sir. Chris Johnson and Abdul Suleiman. Yes, sir. Claps. 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 Right, man. Thank you guys for coming through on this uh, Friday. Friday evening. <clears throat> yeah. I'll finish that. Don't worry, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, I really love you guys' platform. And um, I want to explain it, but I want to let you guys explain exactly what Project Pawn is. Okay. And we'll get into your background after that. All right. So Project Pawn, we started five years ago. Um, Abdul and I, we've known each other since we were kids. And we were on the same chess team. Mm-hmm. Chess really helped me navigate through the neighborhood that we come that we came from. Mm. And I just wanted to give it back to the community. Um, we we actually as kids we, we used to travel together to different states. I used to travel with his family. So oh. one day we we kind of like ran into each other. We were talking about what we can do to give back to the community, and mm. Project Pond started from there. Uh, and you know since then we've been. In every borough, Jersey, mm-hmm. um, we've been teaching chess at churches, wow. community centers, PALs, people's houses, homes, <laughs> wherever, wherever they, they wanted us to be. You know, we were there. It's really growing, and, and it's a fun journey. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad, happy to be a part of it. That's dope. <clears throat> Where y'all yeah. from? We're from the Bronx. <clears throat> Pardon my voice, fellas. Um, Project Pawn is uh, just a... Just a platform we started because we wanted to inspire the community. We wanted to inspire the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, chess was definitely a game changer for us. Uh, we didn't realize that as kids, um, playing in, playing chess, that it would teach us certain things like uh, just the ability to win, to lose, mm. to think ahead, you know, to problem solve, to critically think uh, on the fly, whether we're playing a, a fast chess game or we're playing a, a three-hour game. It just taught us all these skills uh, growing up. And, mm. you know, as we became adults and we started to get in our ways, we was like, you know what, like, let's give back. But let's do it in a way that's not cliche. You know, like I played ball in college. I could have started a basketball camp or something or whatever. I'm like, you know what? No, let's do something that's going to spark the minds because a lot of our kids and our communities are, are, are missing that component, the mentorship component, the leadership, the Absolutely. think about your moves before you make them, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you and you always hear people talk about it. Like they uh, reference, uh, this is chess, not checkers. Like, you know, it's always in music and games and anything you think about, like you're here that. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know what, like let's create this platform where kids can feel safe. They can get mentored through the game and they can learn something that they can hold on and pass on to their families as well. Dope. Yeah, because uh, what's interesting, right, is like um, what you guys do, even as far as like going into the communities, like it's so interesting that this community will probably receive more value through chess than other communities because the black and brown community strategy on the come up is so important. Being able to strategize, being able to have certain type of emotional intelligence, being able to like you know look ahead, just based off the the street corners we come from, the environments, the areas we come from, that level of strategy and that level of critical thinking can literally save your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you guys like conscious of that? You know what I mean? Uh, when you were going back in the community? Well, when when I was a kid, as you said, I, I, I was I wasn't aware of it, but um, you know, as I became an adult, it, I definitely saw that it did save my life and change mm. my life. Um, and for chess, you know, it, it, it's good for the 
the kid that's not six feet tall, six five or whatever, mm. the 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 non-athletic person that does want to compete mm. and, and compete on a national level, on a world level, they get that chance to get to spark that competitive energy, and that I think that's a really big thing, you know, when it comes to chess. Also, consequences, right? Mm. Mm. In a chess game, you can make twenty good move 20 great moves and on that 21st move if it's a bad if it's too bad of a move you're done right and so that's the same thing in life right you have to mm-hmm. think before you move and know that there's consequences for these actions right mm-hmm. now you may not always get get caught right you may make that bad move and they don't catch it and, and you could get by but there will come a time when you'll make that bad move and it will be exploited and then after that it's checkmate game over absolutely yeah, yeah. you know in terms of um teaching like children how to strategize what are, what are some methods that you use to be able to um break down those those concepts to kids because sometimes not every kid learns differently some right. kids have a more geometric mind some kids mm-hmm. are more wordy so how do you guys break down the strategy well at first we identify what type of kid we're dealing with because mm-hmm. um just to teach <clears throat> just to teach the way the pieces move i mean everybody learns that the same way but when you dive into uh concept and you dive into strategy and how you play, it's really a reflection of your personality. So if we know we have a kid that's very aggressive, very aggressive, he's a go, like, I'm gonna go, I'm, I don't care what happens, I'm gonna try it, if I fail, whatever. He's gonna show down the chessboard, cause he's gonna make, a, like, he's gonna make moves that <clears throat> that's like, wow, this is risky. Mm. And you'll see it like, wow, I see what you're trying to do, but mm. you, you was just gonna take the risk, you wasn't gonna really prepare for it. Then you have kids that are very reserved, very calculated, like, mm. you know, like, I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm counting or I'm doing everything before I make a move. And they show that on their chess game as well. Cause you'll see them make a very calculated move. Even if they had a better move, you'd be like, you didn't make the best move, but I know why you made the move you did because mm-hmm. it was calculated and you saw what can come out of that move. So uh, going back to what you asked before about our communities, we didn't realize it at first, but when we really got into it and we really started to do research about our communities and I had to do like a business plan, like a 50 page business plan. And I really dug deep into the way we think and our surroundings and how that influences the way we move and our mindset of survival versus like, most of us just feel like I wanna survive, that's mm. it. Our communities, guys are just like, I just wanna survive. Yeah. A lot of us are not thinking like, I wanna be this person. It's like, I gotta do what I gotta do to survive, which forces a lot of us to make bad decisions mm-hmm. because now your decisions is based off survival, survival right, right. right? So it's like kind of like a desperation move sometimes so like thinking about that in our community we're teaching them also like don't think that way like you're bigger than that Mm -hmm. we were kings and queens before you're still a king you're still a queen there you go so know your power right Mm -hmm. and when you know your power then you'll take you'll take a step back and you'll analyze like you know what like i'm I'm not gonna rush this i'm gonna take my time Mm -hmm. like nobody's forcing me to do anything like if i can actually plan this out because we're powerful so when you plan it out you're like okay all right i got this Mm -hmm. because i know what i need to do so we identified that in our community and you know the kids are like okay you know sometimes get like even me i'll get excited like with anything i'll get excited for something and i'm ready to make a move right away Mm -hmm. but then i got to take a step back because it's chess like you can't do that in chess you got to calculate the next move Mm -hmm. so also with the kids like oh you see a good move like now now take a step back and think about the consequences if you make that move and what's what's it my bad bro oh Uh, what's the age group of um the children that you're educating I mean, we start as, as early as kindergarten, man. As long as they can comprehend, you know, K, the kids are five years old, they comprehend the way the board, geography, the pieces, the, mm-hmm. the, 
Uh, can you identify the squares? Can you count the squares? You know, when you look at a chessboard, you know, each square has a name. You know, there's ranks and there's files. So there's mm. numbers and letters. Mm. So once the kid figures out the recognition, like, all right, if you point to that square, like, tell me the name of that square, the kid is like, oh, that's A5. So now you're already teaching the kid how to identify a square, mm-hmm. how to name a square. So it's like the younger they are, you know, of course you can't really dive in deep with them. Yeah. But you just get that mind expanding, expanding, and you just keep feeding them stuff. And then, you know, they get to that point. So uh, my second question to that, my follow-up question is that is mm-hmm. how do you articulate um, the concept of losing to children? Because that's always a very unhappy thing, especially when you – I can't tell you the amount of times mm-hmm. I've thrown a controller into a TV – I don't play video games at all. That's why I don't play video games at all. At I've all. lost friendships. How do you ar- ar- articulate? Because that's, that's definitely like a, a huge part of life it, or any game you play. Like You're going to take some else. The, the incredible thing about chess is, um, especially when you compete on a, on a tournament level, you can actually notate, which means you can actually write your moves down for your game, right? So even if you lose the game, you can go back and replay that whole game and study where you made your mistake at. Mm. So learning from your mistakes and not doing it again, that's what I love about chess. I mean, you can play basketball, same thing, you watch film, you know, but chess is actually like, you can really put it in front of you and be like, okay, I made this move and my opponent made this move. Like, So it's understanding that I'm not going to win every game. I'm not going to make the best move every time, but knowing that, okay, I did lose. So instead of me being down about myself for losing, let me become better. Let me figure out why I lost and how to improve on the moves I made. Absolutely. I want to, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. As a coach, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to see tears. <laughs> when the kid loses, uh, because you mm. definitely need to do standing by the back door. No, you know what it is because it shows that they really care, that they're really passionate mm. about the game, right? Um, there are kids that come in the room crying, and I mean, I don't want them to be like balling and wanting to give up, but you know, just show that that you care. Then you have some kids that come in the room with a huge smile on their face, saying, "You know, I just lost." Mm. And I'm like, can you like, can you show a little more like emotion, emotion, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> and so I, I enjoy, well, and going back to, to the question, it depends, I think, on, on the kid too, their personality. Mm. So whenever I first start working with a kid, I play a few games with them, talk with them. That way you can see their, their style of play, mm-hmm. their personality. And depending on, you know, who they are, if they can take the, the tough love, then I'll give it to them. Like, you know, come on, you shouldn't have lost this game. What are you doing? You don't, right. you don't normally play like this. Mm. But if it's a kid that really can't take it as much, you know, I would kind of give them a little, uh, sugarcoat a little bit more for them. Gotcha. But it really depends on the kid. But uh, as a coach, I like, I like to see the passion come out. In I get games. that. Yeah. I definitely get that. It's Pat Riley right there. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like in our community, especially in our society, the reason why I think chess is dope, because you, like you guys said previously, um, it's away from, you know, the ball player or the, the rapper. Mm-hmm. And it's like giving, you know, the youth another aspiration or, you know, allowing them to use their brain, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't got to be eight feet to like to shine or whatnot and and that's what's was dope to me what this is like a general question for both of you guys is why do you think our community or why our culture doesn't really celebrate thinkers in the way it does or maybe it does to you but i feel like it doesn't celebrate the thinkers in the way we celebrate a lebron yeah. somebody who thinks to push culture forward i could tell both of you guys are thinkers you guys have to conceptualize and execute and bring this you know this platform to mm-hmm. life um 
but I feel like there's a lack of like celebration um, for people who are using their mind to, to, to move mountains and create powerful things. I, I think um, depending on the circles and the communities, I think um, it is spoke about, but <clears throat> where the, the mass population is, it's, you know, just be a, be an athlete or, you know, be cool or be a rapper. Not everyone's not like that, but I do feel like it's, coming back around where people are feeling like, all right, it is okay. It's, it's cool to be smart. Mm. It's cool to be this way. <clears throat> and a lot of the people, believe it or not, like the Jay-Z's, the LeBron James, the Carmelo Anthony's, the Kevin Hart's, the Will Smith's, they're avid chess players. Mm. And they don't talk about it, mm. right? So it's like, these guys are actually chess players. Right, right, right. You know, like Will Smith <clears throat> had, uh, he has Maurice Ashley. Uh, that's the first uh, African-American grandmaster as his coach. Whoa. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, <clears throat> that's information you won't know, but these guys know, like, when mm. you're in boardrooms, when you're around certain people, mm. it's really chess. Because these people are already sure. thinking three, four moves ahead of you. Right. So you have to do things. You have to prepare yourself in ways that's going to help you get there. Mm. You know, like, and, uh, and I was, I have a whole bunch of clips on my phone from random interviews, like Rick Ross one day was on The Breakfast Club, and he's like, mm. You know why we went in? We're playing chess on the checkerboard. That's exactly mm. what he said. And I'm like, he's a chess player. Because mm. he already knows, like, you're thinking one move, we're thinking four or five moves ahead. Right. So the guys that are actually on that level, mm -hmm. they're chess players. Believe it. They're not promoting it, but I think that's where our purpose comes in because we're the first, I, I think, I don't want to, you know, like, you can quote me on this, but I think we're the first African-American chess company to start in the city. You know, like, wow. there's other ones out there, but... Coming from where we come from, we're the first ones to do it. So I feel like we have a sense of purpose because we feel like we're here for us, really. Mm -hmm. And we really want to, like I said, spark the minds of the next generation wow. and help those minds as well. That's fire, man. Amazing. So tell, tell us a little bit about finding your purpose. Like You guys met when you were in school and on a chess team, which is yeah. you know nice memories. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Pretty short stories y'all can't tell. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, like, you know, how... How did you find your purpose to, you know, become an entrepreneur and, you know, to educate yeah. these children? I'll, I'll let Chris go first. My story's deep, so I, I'll, I'll follow up. Yeah, well, um, with me, I, I, so I started playing chess at six years old, right? And as a kid, that's pretty much all I did. Like, I played a little bit of basketball, played a little bit of football, like in high school, a little bit of baseball, you know, things like that. But it was it was the main thing was chess. I competed at a high level. I was one of the best players in in the Bronx in the, in the program that I was a part of. I was All right. one Tell of the top let players. Let him know. Let him know. And talk nah, your this, shit. Is, this is part of the story. Right. And so <clears throat> as I got older, I was trying to find that purpose. I didn't know what it was. And um I started getting into a lot of different other activities different jobs, different career paths and it, and it never it never clicked. I never I never felt like this was what I needed to do. And one day I was at I was going to uh Gibbs College, one of these schools down in Manhattan, mm -hmm. walking across Bryant Park and I ran into a friend of mine who told me, you know, oh, they're hiring chess teachers. Mm -hmm. And this was like I wasn't I was this, I was like 8 years removed from playing chess. So I, I didn't even think about playing chess anymore, really, or, or on that level, or coaching, for that matter. And I was like, really? So I went, got the job, and worked with that company for a year or two, and they laid me off. 
And so after that, I'm sitting around and I'm like, you know, well, I still want to continue teaching chess. I think this is this yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. And it just kind of it just kind of clicked. Like maybe you should just start your own. And at the same time, Abdul had the same idea, but we were in two different places. Mm. And we I happened to be going to visit my mom, and I ran into him, and then it kind of you know just happened. Mm -hmm. But um, I always tell people. That if you are looking for your purpose or trying to figure out what that is, just go back to your childhood and whatever whatever you really enjoyed doing as a child, mm. that's normally the thing. And I also tell people too, like it could be anything. Mm. You got chefs that go, what's the salt? The salt dude, salt, oh, yeah. salt, uh, bay? salt bay. <laughs> he's a he's a chef, but he's everywhere now, yeah, just yeah. cooking food. You, you got have barbecue. a real name though. I'm tired of calling this. Yeah, well, I, salt he bay. didn't know his real name. Crazy. <laughs> you know, and then you, you have barbers that go that travel the world and, and make real money cutting mm -hmm. hair. Yeah, and mm -hmm. whatever you really like to do, whatever you really love to do, that's what you need to. That's what you need to do. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I was lucky to find chess at an early age, and you know, just continuing now. It's interesting that you would find community in such an isolated game. <laughs> well, as a kid, I was always like alone. I had my sister. And um, uncle who was around the same age as us, but you know they will all be playing. My cousins will all be playing. I would always be myself. I don't know why, but right. that was just me. <clears throat> and um, that's probably why. I don't know. I just it's just something about the game really drew me to it. I really wanted to figure out how to how to win, how to get really good at the game, mm. and also the the teams we were playing against too. Um, my team was we were an okay team, mm -hmm. but there were other teams that were really good. And every time we we were going up against them, I just really wanted to give it my all and just like do what I can to make our team shine. Mm -hmm. And so the competitive the competitiveness was really driving me to play. And the fact that I had all the time to to do it, you know, I don't have to have a gym, I didn't have to have a certain facility. All I needed was a board and pieces. You, know? yeah. you could do that anywhere. Yeah, and uh, my story, um, going back to us growing up, we grew up in a <clears throat> in a really really rough neighborhood. You know, so my escape was basketball. Mm. You know, um, it was something that I fell in love with. It was something that protected me because my neighborhood embraced me as a basketball player. So they pretty much then tried to leave this yeah, guy they, alone. They pretty much, you know, they're like, all right. They thought I was the one that was going to make it out. <clears throat> so they protected me. You know, they made sure I stayed out of trouble. Nice. You know, so as I, you know, I played in middle school. Um, and then when I got to high school, you know, it was basketball. I wasn't even thinking about chess. Mm. Got to college. And then, um, then when I started to work, uh, when I started to work at WBLS, that was my first job out of college, um, you know, I had went through a life-changing experience, right? I was felt like I was on top of the world. You know, I'm like, I got this degree, I got this job, you know, mm. working at a radio station, you know, I got a nice car, you know, I'm this super arrogant guy. Mm. You know, and God humbled me, you know what I mean? So um, I went through a situation where I almost lost my life. Mm. And I had to uh I had to do some reflecting at that time, like, okay, I'm still here and I'm still here for a reason, mm. right? So at that time I was searching, you know, spiritually even for myself, like, all right, why am I here? Mm. You know, I know it's not just to, to make money and, and to, 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 to try to be this cool guy. Like it was, mm. it was more. And that's when I really started to think like, all right, <clears throat> the guy that mm. almost took my life, I'm like, if he really thought about what he was doing, I don't mm. think he would have did it. Yeah. So how can I help people think better, mm. make better decisions? And well, I use that. You know, to think about, okay, like Chris said, like, what have I done so far uh -huh. that I'm good at, that I can I can teach people? And I'm like, you know, chess is, chess is there, you know? And I just start to think about it. I'm like, there's not that really, not that many companies around. Uh -huh. And then there's none. 
that are like us that started it. So I'm like, all right, this is this is a window here. This is an opportunity. Let me let me jump into it. Mm-hmm. And then of course the universe heard that it was like, you know what? I'm gonna connect you with Chris again. You know, and and you guys are gonna make it happen. And it works because Chris is by far the better chess player, right? So out of ten games, I could probably I'll probably beat him twice, right? Mm-hmm. Three if I'm lucky, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like. I conceptualize the game different. So that's where we work great as a team because it's like he's a great coach. Like he's won national championships with his kids. Mm-hmm. Me, it's like I have a kid really sitting sitting down and thinking about like just by moving the pieces. Like, all right, I'm going to take this. And when I go home, I'm going to think about chess. Like I'm good at that, making the parallel. So as we teach them, we teach them the skills, but then we also throw in that mentoring component of the parallel. Mm-hmm. And that's what our kids really need, right. you know. I got I got two questions for y'all actually. Um, one I forgot the author his name. Damn, but um, the question is because I'm there's probably other chess programs ran by people um from a different race or ethnicity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he said the offer um I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. I think Malcolm it's Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell. right? Yeah. And it, on his Breakfast Club interview, he's like, um, there's a higher percentage of the youth that do better when they're being taught by somebody that looks like them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel mm-hmm. like there's a, uh, you, you're able to provide maybe an, an added value to the youth or you're able to get to them um, even more because you look like them, you guys are young, cool, mm-hmm. you look like them and can tell them like, yo, this, this is cool, this is good. Do you feel like you're coming from your stories and your backgrounds that you're able to relate and get through to them at a higher rate? Well, yeah, we, we were those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we had... A few coaches when we were in school and the 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 coaches that really got me to play chess were the ones that looked like me mm. and they they would come they were cool they were hip they knew the the the, the rap songs they knew the lingo mm-hmm. you know and so knew the culture yeah they knew the culture mm-hmm. and that's what really got me to to play chess even more there were guys there would be guys with those foreign accents that mm-hmm. you, you could hardly you know understand yeah. what they're saying and even if you did, it just wasn't presented in a way that that mm. made it fun. Yeah. But when those guys came, that it really that really piqued my interest even more. So I, I definitely know because I was I was that kid. Uh, and when I go to teach, it's funny because w- when I would run into parents, they'd be like, "Well, you're the chess coach. I wasn't expecting, you know, a young black guy to to be able to teach chess at mm. this level." Wow. Um, and when the kids see us, yeah, they they definitely. Get very excited because in the past I'm sure they've seen other coaches from other cultures and it's hard to understand them sometimes. Just yeah, yeah. At, like you don't even know what they're saying sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely, as a kid, I was able to experience it firsthand, and that's what got that's what got me really into chess. Yeah, and I think also too, just having a, a positive image of a of a African American man for these kids mm-hmm. is it says enough whether you teach chess or whether you teach anything Mm. it's like kids have someone to look up to to want to be like to like a role model pretty much you know Mm -hmm. so it's like when we go in these schools it's all right you're my chess teacher but like you said you're cool or I could talk to you you're relatable like like you make me feel like you know like I belong Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of teachers I also know as well like they struggle with that because they're not African-American and they always like how can I relate? Can you teach me how to relate with these kids? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. because you don't come from where they come from. You don't. It's it's an unwritten language, mm-hmm. right? Spend a weekend in hybrid. It's an unwritten language, man. So um, that's another 
reason why we do what we do because I feel like it's a purpose. Like there's not that many of us that I know about. You know, if you're out there, I mean, come find us so we can work together. Yeah. But there's not that many of us that are doing this. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, you know, chess has always been a, a, a prestigious game, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about chess, what's the first thing you think about if somebody play chess? What do you think? He's a nerd, right? Yeah. He's smart, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, why can't we huh. have that persona and that, yeah. that, that that image and that aura about us too? Like, mm -hmm. because we are smart, Absolutely. right? So why can't we do it in a game that that's that's held like? If you if parents really understood the power of it, mm. and that's also what we feel like our purpose is as well. If they understood the power of that game, mm. they every parent would want their kid to play chess, mm. and yep. every parent would want to learn how to play chess as uh, well. You know what came to me? The movie Fresh. Oh, I always I think I always see Fresh. Yeah, you, you seen know, Fresh? Wait, yeah. Sam Jackson was in there, right? Yeah, he, he was, was the he chess player, the father. He was yeah. the dad. But you see how you have to strategically. Uh, protect his whole family yeah, and maneuver. Right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Fresh is a crazy movie. That was a fire movie, very uh -huh. underrated. But he was from the hood and he had to like strategize. But he was a chess player. Like, wow, that shit aligns. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, with chess too, it also helps in anything else that you do. If you're a basketball player, chess would definitely help you mm. strategically. I think LeBron, I was watching a LeBron interview. He didn't mention chess, but he was talking about how, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're LeBron, just go down and dunk the ball every time. Just right, come right. off a pick mm -hmm. and just you know, fly through the air and, and dunk the ball. It's not that easy. You got you to gotta be more strategic. What about your, your stamina, your energy? I mean, it's LeBron. It is kind of... Yeah, LeBron is a little different. A little different. You can't just say that. But if you, uh -huh. expend, but if you expend all your energy in the first two quarters, yeah. what are you going to have for the last half, the oh, second yeah. half? Yeah. LeBron's IQ is crazy, though. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's where the, yeah. the strategy, you know, comes in. Right. And in anything that you do, you need to be strategic. You need to think ahead. Before you make the first move, you have to mm -hmm. know what the last move is. Right, oh, yeah. and so I think anything that you're doing, uh, chess enhances that because it, it makes you helps you think from a more strategic strategic level. Right. It like helps you with patience. And yeah, just so many, things, so many things. My question is, um, why the pawn? Like right. for Project Pawn, so yeah. the pawn is so, like is that quote unquote the weakest? Um, and, and that's and that's exactly why we uh you know as we brainstormed, man. Like I, I, it took me a while to come up with even concept for the name. And then, you know, it's like all these companies, you know, right move, king, this, and that. I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm like, all right, how can someone relate to our company without even knowing about our company, right? So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, the pawn. Pawn is the smallest piece on the board. <clears throat> the most un underappreciated piece on the board, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the piece that has the most potential. So that's the first message we teach. Mm -hmm. Like, you could feel like you're already losing a race, right? Because of privilege, right? We're already behind, right? We're least valuable or whatever it is people want to say. Yeah. But we have the most potential, right? And then the pawn faces the most adversity. It's the only piece that has to move forward only. Every piece can move backwards or side to side in a way. The pawn's objective is to only move forward. So regardless of what's going on in the game, I got to take the, I got to fight through. So if the pawn gets to the other side of the board, mm. the pawn has the ability to transform, which is evolve, right? And that's what we, we're trying to get everyone to conceptualizing their mind like you don't have to stay where you are you can evolve into anything you want to do as long as you have a plan and as long as you keep pushing keep moving forward mm. you might fail but if you succeed then you, you you've crossed the finish line so i'm like okay pawn i got it i want it i want it to be around the pawn but i'm like all right i need a catchy we need another catchy word to go with the pawn and i'm like project projects <laughs> this is a project i'm like perfect right because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it is a project 
you know, and Jay helped a little bit. You know, I didn't call the project the project. I was like, all right, thanks, Jay. You know, so, <laughs> right. so I was like, all right, perfect project pawn. And, it, and it, you know, it rings together. So I'm like, this is perfect. So if somebody wants to know, we feel like we're the underdogs, right? We feel like, you know, like we're pushing forward with our company, right? But we all are pawns. And it's like we all can also cross the finish line and become something bigger and better. So that's why I named that's why we named the project pawn. Fire, fire. That's powerful. Indeed. Um in terms of uh let's let's get into some uh personal repartee. <laughs> so like we usually ask, um, you know, like top three, if, or if you're like stuck on the island, what kind of music do you like? You know, three albums or songs or have you that get you guys in a um, preparation mode to dominate? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's what's that playlist? Uh, like? all right. Uh, let me see. And it's just random songs. I have so many in my mind. Uh, I'll go with Jay Z, uh, American Gangster, that song. Like for some reason, when I play that song, like just the way it starts off, <laughs> yeah, like it just puts me in a whole different vibe. What, American Gangster, American yeah, song. Dream It, or American what song are you talking about? It's the bonus track, American Gangster. Oh, the, yeah, I I'm definitely. I've heard every Jay Z lyric. No, so I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't get one of those. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, like how it go. Uh, can you play it? Can you guys play it? Can we? Uh, I wouldn't do that, bro. We uh, don't got the uh, license clearance okay. on Apple. Uh, okay. Shit, that's but if you're that's trying so to pay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> shit, son got the budget. He's like, I, I forgot the sample, but he's like, I want the sky, nigga. Uh, uh, and just like he goes, oh, okay. and I mentioned Freddie, you do prodigal child. Y'all not ready for the future. Mm. Now, if you listen to it, you yeah, I'm like, yeah, this song. I'm gonna listen to that shit yeah. tonight. Yeah, that yeah, song yeah. is fire. So I listen to that. Um, Talib Kweli, uh, intro to eardrum, everything, man. Okay, that intro is like probably one of the most powerful intros I've ever heard in my life. Like. Gotcha. And he talks about that too, like, like just empowerment, you mm. know. Um, so that's two, and uh, definitely got to throw some Uncle Marvin in there. You know, it's always okay. always mellows me out. You know, so, I ain't mad at that. So like, you know, that's three songs like that. I listen to that to get me in the right mindset. So for me, I like the Kingdom Come intro, Jay Z. Oh man, Prelude, oh, yeah. yeah, Prelude, 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 Prelude. Yeah. right, right, right. And like when oh. I really, when I really want to get in the I'm zone, I throw on. Uh, <laughs> That Jeezy, Thug Motivation went on. Oh, <laughs> nice. That whole album is just like, <laughs> no, no. gets me going. Mm-hmm. You so know? Um, and if I had to choose a third, I like the Blueprint 3 album too. That mm. was that that was the album where he you could tell it was a lot of he had a lot of enemies, a lot of Yeah, yeah, he was people. That intro yeah. was hard. Yeah. 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 And so when I'm about to go into a tournament, I gotta feel like, you know, it's it's me against the world. I gotta get into that mindset. Bye. So those those are my three. Right. And I'll wrap it up with this. Um, um, I know says I'm not a chess player, but I definitely will learn, especially when one of my New Year goals, especially after this conversation too. And I know if you guys, if I ask for like certain moves, I I wouldn't understand, so it makes sense. But is there any like, um, overall f- philosophy of chess that you should keep in mind when you know or, or like pillars of um philosophy that you should follow? through in chess to like make sure you excel and make sure you're able to beat your partner and beat whoever you're competing against? Well, one thing I always tell kids is always look at your opponent's moves too. They forget that the opponent is trying to win the game as well. Mm. So they go along with their plan. I'm going to put my bishop here. I'm going to put my knight here. I'm going to put my queen here and then checkmate. But in that, in doing that, you're not, they're not looking at what the opponent is doing. So their opponent might be checkmating them first. 
Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that kids or anyone that's first learning chess, uh, this it's hard for them to to right. do to understand what the opponent's move is. They really everyone thinks that they're so smart that they their idea is better than their right. opponents, mm-hmm. but you'll never know if you're not looking at yeah, yeah. if you're not looking at it, what they do. Because right. if you watch movies, people who are nice in chess, they be cocky as shit. They be like, <laughs> chess checkmate. Uh, mo- Checkmate, most, most get him out of here. Like that, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like the faster you able to get him out of here, because you could get somebody out in like, that's a, like in minutes, right? Yeah. Well, wow. that's what the, the clock is for. Mm-hmm. So you could play. I've played. Or actually, earlier today, I was playing one minute games. Mm. We each had one minute on the clock, and we just there's not much thought involved. It's just whoever whoever catches the ah, first okay. mistake. Gotcha. You're just moving, and then you just you know it's mm. real chance with one minute games. But I've also played six hour games. Whoa. Where we both have three hours on our clock, and we both get we both get down to five minutes, so two minutes each. So we've we've been sitting there for about six hours, Whoa. and there are tournaments where you have three of those games, three six hour long games. A lot of mental. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You uh, play like the three dimensional. I don't know how that yeah. game is played. You know how to play that? Uh-uh. I have no idea how the three uh, the three D Star Trek chess. I I don't know how yeah. that's played. I've seen it before. I don't even know if it's a real game or not. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, if there's anything I would tell people, um, you know, like Chris said, just pay attention to everything, right? Like scan the board, see what's in front of you. And that's anything in life, right? You got to know where you are to, to, to figure out where you're going. So you just have to know what's going on. Like in your life, like what's in front of you? Pay attention to that. Number two, um, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. You can make a bad move. Mm-hmm. Or your opponent can be winning, right? And that's just life. Never give up. Like mm-hmm. keep playing, um, because you never know. Your opponent could make a mistake, and then you could still win the game, whether you're losing or not. Mm-hmm. So always finish. You know, you'll feel better at the end of the day knowing that I fought to the very end. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's most people start things and don't finish it. So that's the that's the next message. Finish, mm-hmm. whether you win or lose. Like you're winning or losing, just finish the game, right? So pay attention to everything. Uh, finish the game. And then take your time. Take your time because, you know, I know the, the biggest debate ever in life is time versus money, right? I've been always trying to figure out, like, how to make more money in less time, right? Because sure. uh, time is something we can't ever defeat. Yeah. But you would want to take your time and make the right move as opposed to rushing and making the wrong move over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So not feeling like I have to rush because a lot of people make mistakes that way. Yeah. So, you know, take your time, you know. Pay attention to everything, your whole surround, like every all your surroundings, and um, finish. Fire. Yeah. You're on the one and only Driven Society podcast, hosted by Franz Bowman and Trav Weeks, recorded yes. at uh, Red Bull Studios. Um, by also engineered by Hassan Insane. Snaps. And we asked all our <laughs> we asked all our guests this question: What drives you? What gives you the gusto to go and get it? Uh, I think um. Being in control. I mm. think um, too many times I've been in situations where I felt like people were in control of me. Mm. You know, whether it was at a job or whether it was a situation. And not that I'm a control freak, but I, I, I would be happy at the end of the day knowing that I tried to do something the way I wanted to do it. And I gave it my all and, and someone didn't take it away from me. If I failed at it, it was because I failed. Mm. So that's my drive, to, to, to build something, a legacy that I can say, hey, I, I, we built this from the bottom, uh. and I know it. It wasn't. It's not just about money. It's about making a difference. So that's that's why I, I do what I do. Respect, respect.
Um, for me, I, I, I'm just a I, the control thing too, because I have worked for a lot of different companies, and you know, we, you, we're never happy with a, with a company. There's always something, right? There's always something you can complain Absolutely. about. Yeah. But we we control our own destinies with this, and just mm. again the competitive spirit. I love the game of chess. I love seeing kids go from not knowing how to move a piece to being able to beat me, and that's happened multiple times already. Wow. Seeing that progression is, is amazing. Uh, being able to travel, being able to influence lives and change lives, taught over thousands of kids how you know how to play the how to play the game, uh, adults too. So what what keeps me going is just and also the love I get you know when I'm walking through my neighborhood when I'm going to see my mom. The people that stop me and say, "Hey, I saw you on Facebook," or "Hey, I saw you on Instagram." So, keep, keep it up, keep going. Uh, that that's what really drives me, and just the seeing that kid. Like I, I've been working with this kid recently, and he he was discouraged. He didn't make the team, and now he's on fire. He's like beating everyone on the team because I pulled him to the side. I said, "Listen, you didn't make the team, but that doesn't mean you can't make the team next week or in the future if you just step it up." Mm -hmm. And from then, he just went home every day. He was just working, working, working. Mm -hmm. Then he came to me. He was so happy. You just see it in his face that he was. And then right immediately, I pulled him to the side. I'm like, "All right, well, let me show you this now. Let me show you that now. This is what you could do if they play this move or play that move." So, um, the kids really give me that energy, that motivation too. Fire. That's fire, man. Where can we find you guys on the socials? Uh, Instagram is uh, Project Pawn NYC. Um, all of our handles actually are Project Pawn NYC. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is kind of long, uh, Napoleon Dolomite. So uh, <laughs> I don't even feel like spelling it. To be honest. <laughs> but um, if you go to my project, if you go to Project Pawn NYC, you'll see me on that page. So you could you can definitely follow me on there. Got it. Yeah, my handle is I'm C Johnson. So the letter I, the letter M as in man, C Johnson. Long right. story. Hard to find usernames when your name is Chris Johnson. Yeah, we appreciate you guys for having us, man. Yeah, thank, thank you. Man. Thank Definitely. You. Yo. Honestly, salute to you guys, what you're doing in the community, man. It's an amazing thing, man. For real. Facts, man. We need to uh, increase the brotherhood. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to hold you accountable. Next event we do, you got to pull up, man. Yeah. Yo, we in the kids, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, it might be my I'll pull up beat my ass. You can love my ass. You can me looking crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, thank you guys for coming, man. Like we always say at this time. Stay driven. Stay driven.